Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, directed by Luc Besson and released in 2017. The plot of Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets goes something like this. A dark force threatens Alpha, a vast metropolis and home to species from a thousand planets. Special operatives Valerian and Laureline must race to identify the marauding menace and safeguard Alpha and the future of the universe. Yeah, that's pretty much the plot of the movie. Yes, right. The spoiler-free bit. Do you want to – well, I think we have kind of told people what it's about, but – Yeah, this is a um, space opera directed by Luc Besson, who also made Fifth Element and Lucy and a bunch of other movies, Mm -hmm. Um, Leon the Professional. Um, And it's got Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne in it. Um, and it is boring and I don't think people should go see it, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was, there was a couple of bright spots. Uh, Ethan Hawke and Rihanna turn up for a bit in the middle and that was fun. The opening sequence, which explains how Alpha came to be to the strains of David Bowie's Space Oddity is quite cute. And I liked the, I liked some of the, some of the action stuff, but mm. and it obviously looks good because this is Luc Besson. Um, but yeah, I agree. It was boring. I found myself yawning and wriggling and oh my God. And the dialogue between the two leads is just like. I mean, the dialogue through the whole movie is really bad. It's, it's really not a well-written movie. particularly bad between those yeah. two. Um, and I, the, the romantic stuff does not work. No, I feel like Dane DeHaan is actually miscast. I feel like they're role. both miscast it's, in those roles. It's not that I don't. Uh, but also because they don't seem to have any chemistry or mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of problems with those roles. It's just a really odd, like mm-hmm. the whole thing is really odd. And But no, I don't know who you could get to say those lines and make them sound good. No, I just, I always feel like Dane DeHaan is, I don't know, a, as a romantic lead, he's an interesting, interesting choice. He's got that sort of yeah, he's, creeper he's, vibe about him. He's cast in like a Harrison Ford Chris yeah. Pine type role, and, and he's he's Dane DeHaan. He's like a little bit, he's you know the hipster kid. He's the edgy yeah, outsider. Hipsters, he's really not really the romantically. Yeah, I feel like she gives it a better go, has a better go at it. But yeah, I can see. I mean, I th- no, I think he's trying his best. Uh, it's not that he's a bad actor. It's just, just that he just doesn't suit the role. Like no. that sort of um, flyboy space rogue just doesn't feel like Dane DeHaan. Yeah. From the opening bit where you see him on a beach, you're just like, I don't, I'm not sure Dane DeHaan's ever been on a beach. <laughs> it just doesn't seem right. Yeah. yeah, it's odd. I don't know what else I can say without being spoilery to okay. talk about why you shouldn't see this movie, but I just don't bother, I guess. Yeah, really don't. It's not going to be a cult classic or anything. It's just not fun or interesting. It's, it's not even, it's not like great like Jupiter Ascending, which no, is so fun. bananas and crazy and fun. It's just bad. Yeah. And from the looks of our cinema, which on opening weekend was empty. Cricket. It was crickets. Yeah. <laughs> it was like one other person in our row. Yeah. There um, was maybe and 10. We were in the best. We were in the big cinema and there were like 10 people in the whole thing. Yeah. Bad. Not good. Anyway, yeah, don't see the movie. And we're going to start our spoiler section now. So if you haven't and you really do insist on going to see it and you want to listen to us talk about it, um, come back when you've done that. Yep. Um, yeah. So. Valerian. I was really, really excited about this movie, so I'm really disappointed that it's garbage. It looked like so much fun, and it looked kind of like a return to sort of the Fifth Element style Luc Besson, and I love the Fifth Element. Mm. It has, you know, fun creature designs and all this sort of cool stuff that's just kind of wasted on the movie. 
Um, I feel like there is a better movie, even with the stuff that they shot in there, <laughs> that they didn't make. Like, I feel like it was just edited together badly and put together badly, even with the te- – like, it's a terrible script, right? Yes. And oh the my leads God. don't have much chemistry and they're mm. not very good. But even with with those things, there's still a better movie in here than what we got. It's so long and drags on and, and mm. tells us stuff while we're watching it happen. And and makes the two leads say the stupidest lines to one another. But that, that's the – I'm not – that's like – I'm talking just about editing it together to be better be right now. out some lines. Yes, but they could have. They could have made this movie much more, like, it, it's lacking a lot of energy yeah. that I feel like it could have had if it had been edited better. Because well, There's a few moments when they do, like, you know, this, um, the swipes kind yes. of thing that he did in Fifth Element and stuff like that, and you're like, this is more energetic, this is more fun. Why doesn't it do more of this? Why isn't it more like the trailer, which was like a little bit more lively. It just feels kind of plodding and dull and it doesn't need to. Yeah. There's a couple of scenes where it perks up. I think Yes. Um the the Ethan Hawk Rihanna scene mentioned earlier that like, definitely perks things up. Well it's not a patch on the uh the um Blue Lady Opera scene from Fifth Element, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um it, it is and it, it certainly was the twenty to twenty five minutes of the film where I didn't actually look at my watch. <laughs> so that was good in in its favour. I did also I didn't also mind the um the bit, the sort of the first heist they have to do, where yeah. they go into the um the market and Dane Dahan has a drop to do, and she's yeah. got to pick him up, and they've got their team there. I didn't mind that one. Um, I thought that was quite well done. Although at the end, just the support team just all gets killed by this monster, yeah. and they escape in their ship, and nobody cares. This is an interesting part of the movie, actually, because the message of this movie is basically about how uh, Clive Owen's general was negligent or five-star general was negligent and destroyed a planet for their own, like, petty war and didn't Mm. check things properly and stuff. But then the message of the movie is be as negligent as you want, which is really strange. Like, they just sort of smash through things and let people die and all sorts Mm. of things. Yeah, that sequence where she's guiding him through the alpha, through alpha and – she said, he, she's like, he's like, go, send me the quickest way. And she sends him smashing through walls. And it just seems so unnecessary. Yeah. But it also, it, it's also a really terrible thing to do because they're basically cops to do or, or military when you're cops or military in somebody else's city because you're just pissing people off by wrecking their walls and ceilings and everything else. Plus, but there's also they're drawing this extra whole, attention like, to themselves. Underwater thing. And then he smashes through the wall of it. And I'm like, but all the water would get out. Yeah. There's things like that, you know, just don't. How does that work? Don't make any sense. And you're like, yeah. you, but then the message, for that to be then the message of the movie, that's like the Fast and the Furious movies message being, you know, don't cause collateral damage. Their literal, their whole kind of MO is collateral damage. Mm. So like, it's crazy to me that the message of the movie is don't do what we've just done for the whole movie. And then it's like, don't do what we've just done, but also don't be answerable to anybody because that's what causes the problems. Like, because then Laureline just sort of goes, I'm going to give them the flux capacitor or whatever it was But it was, it was their called. flux capacitor. Yeah. Like, I, that, I get that. But he was right. In that they should follow their part, orders. He, no, no, not in that they should follow their, order, their orders. He was perfectly reasonable then. He was like, at the moment, that is property of the government. We can just take it back to the government, go to the courts, tell them this thing has happened because they don't know. But we've just been through a whole movie where we've proved that we cannot trust the government. No, and we've also proven this is, this that's not true. Is, we've proven that we can't trust 
Clive Owen specifically, because Clive Owen specifically and his crew are the ones that covered it up, as far as I can tell from the movie. It's not the minister who they were talking to. It's not all the other people in the government. It's just those people. Like, it seems to me that they went rogue. So in in order to fix it, Laureline's going rogue. That doesn't make sense to me. Right. I, that just didn't bother me. They It was obviously the right thing to do. Yes, I know it was, but I... They, I think stolen. it's sending a bad message in general and also doesn't fit with the purpose of this. Like, he was right. He was like and, – and, you know, the only reason that it, she was actually right in that moment is because they didn't know that they were about to get bombed all to Slytherines if they didn't fix the problem immediately. <laughs> like, they didn't even know that that was happening. Well, that's true. They didn't know that. But she was also right because they were an Indigenous people who were wiped out by yes, but negligence they- and – this was stolen from them. So yes, I know. That's but fine. But they can fix that really easily within like a week <laughs> by just going back and being like, this is what happened. And also so then it they was never established a- to my satisfaction that they could have fixed this in a week. Going through the courts is like something that takes months, years. They would never Maybe have gotten- it, We don't anyway, know that. I, just feel, this- I have no problem with what she did there. Uh, I do what, because I, mean, it, I have a problem with the whole the way their relationship plays out around it. No, but I don't have a problem. With I, do, I have there. a problem with that because it contradicts what the message of this movie is. That's why I have a problem with it because it it wants to have its cake and eat it too and that's why I have a problem with it. It calls Valerian a rogue but turns around at the end of the movie to say he's not the rogue Laureline is. It doesn't make sense for the movie to fo- – like it, it's just not the right thing to do in the course of this movie. Like to to go rogue when the whole point is not to do that. I don't get it. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me and it's it's silly and frustrating and it – and also, it doesn't make sense with her character. Like, I th- I don't know whether they were trying to have them swap roles by the end of the movie. But there's no point at which you can see that happening. And then they babble on about love as if that's got anything to do with oh, it. Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. I just found that really frustrating because I was like, well, now the logical thing to do in in order to fulfill this movie's, like, moral obligations <laughs> is to not do exactly what they did just doesn't make sense but yeah so that's why i have a problem with it like if they'd established within the movie that the government was corrupt then i would get it but i don't think they did it seemed to me that only clive owen and the crew were corrupt Mm. but i just don't think they established that they weren't corrupt i mean they and they established that the new general guy who looks very familiar but we don't know where he know him where we know him from they established that he wasn't corrupt and his offsider i can't remember his name right now neza neza they weren't corrupt but I don't know that they all weren't corrupt. I, I don't know. I, it just, wasn't really established to my satisfaction. But that's the thing is that since it wasn't corruption that was the problem, it was a guy making a decision on the, like, the, the problem was that he went rogue. Yeah, and the he problem used was, nukes when he shouldn't have. Yes. The problem was that he didn't follow procedure. Yeah. And he made, like, a, a um, what's the word? Like an overarching decision. executive. Thank you. He made yeah. an executive decision knowing that he shouldn't do that, which is also what Laureline does. Yes. To fix it. That's wrong within the morals of the movie. <laughs> that's why it's a problem. But, I mean, like, this is – the whole movie's been doing – that's what – um, what's his name? Valerian does. Yes. He steals the but pearl. But the establishment is that but – the, but they're establishing that that's not the right thing to do. Yeah. He shouldn't have stolen that pearl no. because if he didn't steal that pearl, then the people who should have had it the whole time would have still had it. Mm. Like – they would have, ah. If he hadn't done his mission, they would have also the people who should have had the exactly had the um, flux capacitor wouldn't would have had it as well. The re- mule replicator, mule converter. That's it. That's why I kept calling it flux. I kept capacitor. thinking of it as a replicator. I also kept thinking basically an adorable little pet. 
Yeah. I also kept thinking of the mule, like, you know, Firefly and Serenity had the little, like, car that was called the mule. Mm. And I just think it's the name of the planet in this, but I kept thinking of, like, the mule as, like, a ship or something, and I couldn't quite get my head around it for some reason. That's not the point. Oh, um, right. You know, I just, because I, I saw it written and it was moo, like, moo, looks like mool, M, um, U, umlaut, yeah. L. So I kind of, I was like, I don't I think I was, was paying enough attention. What it was. <laughs> well, there is a lot, a lot goes on. There's a lot of like notes up on the screen over that first bit. Yeah. Um, you um, kind of got to. There's a lot of exposition along. that's that doesn't make any sense because they're like they the ship's giving them all this exposition and then Laureline's like home sweet home and I'm like if it's your home you don't need to know this this is mm. stupid yeah that doesn't make a lot of sense and they're I mean they're established as human but like are they from are they it seems like they're established as humans from Alpha yeah but Alpha the the other thing that I find frustrating about this movie is that there's a million other interesting movies going on in the periphery of this movie oh yeah. I mean, the whole concept that, that that's what the International Space Station evolves into is amazing. I love that. Yes. and the, the But also the, like, the, I actually found the mule and that stuff quite interesting, if a little too, like, utopian avatar-ish. Very avatar yeah. Um But without, but then you've got this white savior narrative at the end that kind of ruins it. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the I actually found that, I liked the stuff that was on their planet. It was weird, but I kind of liked it. Except for, there's also... It's also really heteronormative, this movie, and really obsessed with gender. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, Elizabeth Debicki's character, who's the emperor and is supposed to be male, and, like, they make a big thing about her having a wife and children and... Well, because it's a male character. Yeah, she's just... Ma- yeah, it's just... But they, but it's like they didn't need to do that. These are, in, like, a completely new species on a whole different planet. It doesn't actually matter if they're all no gen... And they all have... They wear clothes that, like, cover up, like, either genitals or breasts, and, on you know, men have bare chests and women don't and it's like this weird alien species on a whole other planet has genitals in the same place as humans and they also have a thing where women cover their chests and men don't, like which we don't even have universally as humans yeah i was like, like it's good to know that these aliens have the same like, basic physiognomy double, as sa- like nudity double standards that as too yeah. western society <laughs> it's yeah that was really strange um it would have been cool if they were just like this agendered race of people like that would have been actually really cool or if we couldn't tell the difference between the genders yeah yeah been, but it also like you, they were almost going going for that almost with elizabeth dubicki as the voice and also like i think the face was very feminized as well yeah of the emperor but they didn't quite have the guts to kind of go all the way and make them just no gender on either yeah there was but no, then we, how would we know who was really in charge because it was the man who was yeah. in charge although it seemed like it was the woman on the planet and then later on it was him was very strange mm. um but they also had her like draping all over him every time yeah, he spoke was... and like you kept seeing like couples move together in the alien crowds of like men and women mm, you're like mm. okay and then there's a lot of, i mean laureline talks about herself as like you've never met a woman and all this sort of oh, weird stuff God, really gender essentialist and crap very strange thing where she talks about how um so the soul of the princess went into valerian and then she says, you've been living in a woman's body. And you're like, no, no, other way around. Woman's She's been in your body. But yeah. it's, a, it's a weird line anyway. This whole movie feels well, to me like it was put through Google Translate a few times and then spat back out. But if even with Google Translate, even if that line was originally written in French and then misconstrued, it's still sexist. Oh, yeah, it's, it's still, still sexist, crappy. But it doesn't make – it would be sexist, but it would make sense. <laughs> Like, yeah. The, it might still all be crappy, but it would at least make sense. Like a lot of the stuff that they say to each other, especially in the beginning when she's talking to him about him forgetting her birthday, oh. it doesn't even make sense. Oh. It's not even – you can't even understand it. 
I know. That whole bit on the holodeck is just like, ugh. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. Especially after the really interesting opening and then like the, the cool alien planet for ages. Planet. Yeah. And then suddenly you're with the most boring main characters that you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. They weren't even characters. They're just there. Yeah. It feels like you, you take every sort of sci-fi script in history, mash them together and spit them out Do the other end. you know what end. I also hate though? Is that the, this is based on a series of comic books that are called Valerian and Laureline. Mm-hmm. And for the movie, they changed the title to Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. But of course, everyone's calling it Valerian. That just seems yeah. completely unnecessary. It is unnecessary. Because it's both it's, of their movies. I mean, yeah, you have to make it shorter. Otherwise, it would be Valerian and Laureline in the City of a Thousand Planets. Valerian and Laureline is a perfectly fine title. It is. So is but the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah. That would be better. The City of a Thousand Planets would be, by itself, would be better, I think, rather than just dropping Laureline. Drop yeah. both of them. It's unnecessary. And, like, no, you sort of see her save him and then him save her and then. Yeah. But it's, you don't care because no. you don't like either of them. And then the only character that you do like shows up and is dead in five minutes, which is like Rihanna's character bubble. One of the best oh. parts of the whole movie is just watching, watching Ethan Hawke pretend to be Rihanna for like three seconds. <laughs> that yeah. was great. And it, oh, he, um, yes, sorry, I was going to say, he's all, he's kind of Ethan Hawke pretending to be Rihanna pretending to be Dane DeHaan at the yeah, very beginning. Yeah. That was funny. That was really funny. That worked really well. I liked that. Yes, that was – they livened the whole thing up. And then, like – They did, but Rihanna's uh, – Rihanna needs to uh, probably go to some more acting classes, I think. She yeah. has a lot of presence, but she doesn't have a lot of timing or, like, energy yeah. in her oh, And And her the dancing expression. bit was, the, I think, the main – yeah, and that's mostly to not have her. her in. The, yeah, the the main reason to have her in the movie is to have her perform. So yeah, yeah, and no, it wasn't. It was she was almost more expressive as Bubble, as like the blue the voice. Yeah, just a voice. Yeah, than she was as a person. I I I mean, like the two characters that we actually see die on screen are both black though. Her and the um the sergeant or the guy who'd been on the ship with Clive Owen, right? Who gets murdered. Which I was just like, really? You're going to kill off the black people first? Hmm. Nice. Yeah. I didn't – I wasn't paying enough attention to that. Um, but, yeah, it's we, it's very gender essentialist. And all the, like, main soldiers are dudes and stuff like that as oh, well. Yeah. Like, there's a woman in the command centre and that's about it. Oh, yeah. Almost everywhere that um, Laureline goes, she's the only girl other than the gentleman. They even also. hang a lantern on it and go, gentleman, lady. Yeah. And you're like, And uh, there's another why? woman standing right, right there as well. Yeah. Whose name I, I never he, actually got, but oh, she no, was in every scene. Kill all the black people on screen because the minister was a black no, person. No, no, he as was, well. but like t- the two two of the prominent on screen murders mm. were of black people. Yeah. Um, well, Leho is the first person we see murdered, and she is played by a white person. She's an alien. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's. I know, I'm just saying, like, it, it stuck out to me. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's also partly because today it seems particularly. Um, yeah. Um, I think maybe. Egregious. But yeah, I think there are other a lot of other people killed on screen. So, and he the other the general. I mean, the soldier guy is not very important. Rihanna is really the only per- important person who yeah. dies. There are other named characters who also die who aren't black. But anyway, it's racist in that almost all of the main characters are white. Yes. Um, and Rihanna's like, you know, advertised the hell out of being in this movie, and, and she's was in, in it, it for from, five minutes. Yeah, no time. Um, and most of that time she was a voice. Mm-hmm. 
Also, there's a point where Valerian. This is one. Valerian causes a, must cause a major international incident when he kills the emperor just to protect, yeah. like to protect Laureline in a place they're not supposed to be. Yeah, like that's you know, this is uh, they could have done like some sort of procedure and at that point it just frustrates me like surely there's other avenues to go down apart from just the military that are on that base there's got to be other people there's got to be diplomatic people there's got to be embassies and diplomats like they've got a federation of planets kind of arrangement going on but so you would think in this movie no but you don't well you all you see is clever addressing the federation Yes, but he goes, I'm the human representative. And you're like, okay, can we talk to maybe one of the other representatives then? Mm, There's uh-huh. a bunch of them. There's the really cool-looking aliens that had first contact yeah, with yeah, the humans with the that were so cool. Yellow, uh, orange and um, blue faces. Yeah, 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 I liked those guys. Yeah. Um, but, like, this is what, like, surely those big... But, and surely after all this time as well. Orange bubble, been like bubble-eyed things. Four, five hundred years in the making. Surely after all this time, the military is integrated. It's not just the human military runs things or like the human military operates unilaterally surely yeah. there are aliens in the military like come on the klingons joined the federation at some point well that's the thing i don't think that was like was that the federation military or was that the human well, military it appeared to be the human military acting with and total... they were acting unilaterally just yeah. against another species that had set up shop in their in the city yeah mm. where like and it and then he kills the emperor he just kills him you're like what are you doing? That's just wrong. It must be wrong. And then, then the message of the movie is to not do that. That's and he's supposed to be the like benevolent soul that Leo latches onto. But the message of the movie is to not do what he does. That makes no sense. It would make so much more sense to Le- for Leo to be in Laureline. Mm. Like, yeah, so much more sense because she's much more benevolent than he is. She's much more thoughtful than he is. And she doesn't go smashing through things all the time. No. It doesn't make any sense. That it, well, it I mean, sense. it's kind of like they swap characters halfway through. I, th- I, I think they – well, you know, we know that they did in, to a certain extent because in the comic book at some point he gets kidnapped and she doesn't and they swap that for the movie. Yeah. So, like, they must have swapped characters, some of the character bits. Maybe it would have made more sense if they hadn't because it doesn't make any I sense in the current – it doesn't, like, yeah, they just seem to change everything all the time. Yeah. And then you kind of don't care anyway because you don't care about either of them because well, they're not yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, I found myself caring for her a lot more than him. He just bugged the hell out of me. I didn't like either of them, but mostly because she keeps – I think it's partly because she's really, like, contradictory mm. and not the, – there's a harder word that I want – Yeah, I can't remember. I hypocritical. Just, she's really hypocritical. He just drove me nuts. I think just it put me offside from the start where he was – he was all like, "Marry me, yes, you should definitely marry me." And like, yeah, but it puts me offside icky. that she—that's that, what I mean. Like, she and then, then she, kisses him. Yeah, and like, well, that put me off by that point. Yes, I was put off by that because I was like, "Really? Why would you? Why?" Yes, that's what, what in I, this whole movie has established that you would want to be with him any longer than you already have to be. Right, but that's the thing is that they don't establish him. They don't establish their relationship pre ever this that moment as being mm. anything. So we are under the impression that he is, that they are just partners until that moment. And then you're like, oh, no, they are supposed to be flirting, but it's weird. Well, I mean, they have that whole flirty bit on the holodeck when we first meet But that's not flirty. That's her being mad at him the whole time. Yeah, but, I mean, the way they move around each other is very – but that that seemed like she was trying to get away from him and he was, like, pinning her down, which is, like, weird because we definitely don't get that sense from their relationship for the whole rest of the movie. Mm. It's almost like they just – they – thought you knew who they were before we watched the movie 
mm. right? Like it's almost like this is the third one in a series and we saw <laughs> them get together already and we saw them flirting and then this is the third one. That might make more sense. But that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like they expect you, they expect us to know them already and already like Valerian. Mm. Because there's this whole bit where Bubble is like, you need to open up to people and stuff. And Valerian says all these things and we're like, we haven't established any of this. This is not something we've established about him as a person. No. But that's why it kind of has to be all expositional dialogue because he doesn't make any sense. And she doesn't make any sense. No. Because then you don't understand why Laureline is flirting with him or why she likes him. Because we've got nothing in this movie to support that. No, there's absolutely no reason for her to like him. But that's but yeah. that makes it like me like her less because I'm like, why are you being so hypocritical and contradictory? Constantly? Yeah, I think I just liked her in other parts. And so, then they and then she goes, so it's the, because I'm a woman oh a lot, God, and that I know. makes me frustrated. That drove me nuts. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't like. I mean, it's the script's problem, but it makes me not like See, her. That, to me, that felt like that was the script's problem and not her problem. But I I I think I'd also liked her in other things. I like she has she gets the um comic relief scenes with the three little information dealers and. I like kind them. of stuff. That was one of the other movies that I was more interested in than the mm. one we were watching. I know they, they would they would make a great sort of story, and Bubble's story is more interesting than the one we're watching. Oh yeah, and just the the mule is a, like people and their Ethan whole Hawk's story. story would be interesting. Yeah, but he's gross. Um, yeah, but yeah, the the mule like them. I, I would have been more interested in watching this movie if Leho had survived, been in disguise, mm. and tried to do all this herself. That would have this been would cool. This would have been an interesting movie. To, if, if she'd survived because that whole bit at the start, that would have been like a cool um, twist. Or, or, you know, not have us see her sacrifice herself mm. and then she could be in disguise as a human and then do this whole movie and then at the end of it, like, have mm. her find her people again and be like, I've come home. Yeah, yeah. Her, that would be cool. That, well, yeah, like have her consciousness transfer into a better body, <laughs> a different person. Yeah, or just I don't know. Have just her consciousness a lot of turn stuff. into one of the other characters. There's a lot of things that could have made this a more interesting movie. Yeah. Um, but they didn't do any of those things, and so it wasn't a very interesting movie. There's mm. this whole fishing thing where they go and find big fish, and I was like, Star Wars, there's always a bigger fish. Um, yeah. And uh, they get the jellyfish and stuff. There's a lot of Star Wars references in this. Like, well, like I said, it's every sci-fi movie just mashed together yeah, and yeah. spat back well, out. Like their ship is very Millennium Falcon-y, oh, and yeah. there's a chase through the, you know, around the edges of the ship. But the score, the score swelled up in a really Star Warsy fashion. Mm well and um the most interesting ships were like how did the, also the mule were like freakishly intelligent mm. like they managed to know nothing about technology and they know everything about technology to the point where they were better at it than everybody else in 30 years yep well i feel like that was i don't know but the pearls were clearly magic pearls like they had all these this energy in them and they had been able to do kind of impressive things with them so this they, is another thing the pearls and the people are both called pearls i know that's I confusing know. But yeah, they uh, yeah, I know. Magic. Well, I assume that the yeah, like that they're a more advanced race, and so therefore they picked then, up human technology in a pretty quick amount of time. Yeah, but we have no reason to think that. No, um, it just is convenient. We're just to told that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're told a lot of things without getting to see it, and even though this movie is two hours and twenty minutes long and oh doesn't God. need to be. No, it's so long, so long. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, no, it does. There's some really but, good world building going on that isn't yeah. used. It's it's really fascinating because it all builds. It's not in a strange or different world. It's in our world and it builds out of our world. It reminds me a, of Zootopia. Yeah, in a way that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. With all the different worlds on yeah. Alpha and all the different people who do different things. And, and running all, through each of them in like five minutes. Yeah, they all specialize in something, yeah. That was funny. It reminded me of And Zootopia. certain ones where you can't go and you've got to like figure out how to get in there and yeah. 
Yeah, it would be really interesting to just spend some time on Alpha mm. without our characters. Yeah. <laughs> With somebody likable. Just send um Han Solo there. <laughs> Make that make yeah. that movie or he something. would be great. Apparently, they did cross over with Star Wars in a comic once. Oh, right. But yeah, anything other than what we got, it just would have been more interesting. And yeah, it is. I mean, it's the actor's fault as well. But I just don't think that. I think that she was like, she did the same expression for a lot of different things, <laughs> which is something that I don't think Dane DeHaan did. No, no. He's a much better actor. Yeah. That's... He's he's a perfectly fine actor. He's just not right for this part. No, I agree with you that yeah. he's not right for this part. But, like, I just think both of them were equally bad mm. because he's a better actor but worse cast in it. <laughs> and she's a worse actress but probably is better cast in the role. So, like, mm. it kind of balances out to me. Yeah. Because the the tenth time that I watched her roll her eyes and I was like, oh, my God, can you just stop now, please? <laughs> like, you are not ready for this role yet. <laughs> Do a couple more where you're like a supporting character and then come back to me. I thought there would at least be some like intense eyebrow acting or something, but it wasn't. It was just I actually liked her eye rolls. They were funny because he was so awful. I and know, he had but she such does the same. Lines. She does exactly the same one for like ten different situations, and it's not just <laughs> him. She does the same thing when she's talking when the general does something. She does the same thing when like major there's something really important happening. She makes exactly the same face, you know, as as him being silly. Like it just doesn't. It's so frustrating because yeah. it's not – you don't feel like any of it matters when she does that. You know what I did really like in this movie was just Clive Owen being a bad guy and yelling stuff. Yeah. I could watch that movie as well. Like, he wasn't in it enough, I don't think. Okay. Because, I mean oh, – yeah, so I'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, Clive Owen, when he was screaming at them about what would you have done, that was really good. Uh-huh. It's because Clive Owen's a great actor, though. Yeah. But that was really interesting and intense. And I was like, oh, this could be something. But then they just goes and punches him and it's not something anymore. But it would have been interesting to see him mm. and Elizabeth Vicky's character go at it a bit more because they were yeah. coming from such different places. That's right. And they were really interesting. And also his ending makes absolutely no sense. There is no time <laughs> no. to tie him up like that and leave him dangling given the speed with which they have to jump into that space shuttle. But here's part of the thing where I was saying it could have been edited better to make it a better movie. Mm. We see him torturing one of the mule, yep. uh, pearls, whatever, yep. really early in the movie, but we already know they're good guys. Yeah. Like, because we saw five minutes of their life on their idyllic planet. Yep. So, like, there's no twist. There's no we mystery know everything. to it. I mean – I, the, there's no mystery because Clive Owen walks around with like robot stormtroopers behind him everywhere. Yes, but you could definitely argue that something else is going on that he's trying to protect himself from. Right. Right. Like if you a- hadn't already established the mule slash exactly. pearls as good people. Exactly. You could definitely uh, – and they could be built up as really creepy. They're walking around in those robes and hiding themselves and like, you know, doing that – thing that only happens in movies where you turn around and suddenly they're not there anymore and stuff. Mm. You could definitely establish them as being creepy mm. and him as being justifiably scared of them. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the flashback to the mule world later. Yeah. And then that makes the decision about whether or not to hand over the flux capacitor a more that, – that gives it stakes. Yeah. Because we haven't seen these people from the start know that they're good people. Right, exactly that. Yeah. Like it, it just doesn't make any sense – Mm. To do it the way that it does. And this is what I'm talking about, about them not even making the best movie they could make with the, with this with movie that they had. Yeah. The footage. Because, like, you could do this in a different order and make it a lot more interesting. Mm. Um, you could do this and, and make it so that you don't know Clive Owen's evil right from the beginning. Because uh-huh. there's these things that he 
kind of does and says that you can sort of see making sense yeah. in this diplomatic community where you have to try and balance everybody's interests and needs. But also making certain decisions while he's out fighting in a battle cruiser against a, an enemy he doesn't know what planets are under him and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. you could see, you can see, you have context off until right at the end to with those that decisions. Yeah. yeah. Like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Whereas to- by the time they've arrived and been told that their mission is to look after the commander, you're like, oh, nobody wants you. Like, the commander's evil. You, why would you? That's his No, it's just mission. after that that we see him torturing the. Well, yeah, but you kind of. We. But we, we don't like him anyway. No, but I, I can see him being somebody that you don't like, but at least you understand he's like a minor antagonist, mm. you know, rather than the bad guy. Because we have no mystery as to who the bad guy is no, in this movie. No, no, none. And it doesn't make a lot of sense for what they're trying to establish with the movie. Mm. So, yeah, all of that stuff should have been in a different order to make it make more sense for us. Like, we see him torturing that guy so early. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. He's gone for so much of the movie. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, it just doesn't fit together properly. And also, he you need him. Like, you need a Gary Oldman in The Fifth Element to be this element of, like... An antagonist. An antagonist. Yeah. You need something like that because well, there's nothing once in Once he's it. off screen, they don't have anyone in the military that they're fighting against. No. So, then they just seem like they're doing, jerks. They're doing an, uh, uh, their own investigation yeah. while so is the British. Like yeah, the, the and, and he seems perfectly reasonable and so they kind of seem like jerks for just not kind yeah. of going along with what he's doing. Or also just talking to him and yeah. being like, hey, can we get some help or, you know, yeah. this is what's this, going on. Yeah. Don't send you guys in. Yeah. They do seem like jerks. Yeah. And the robot thing, yeah, it just it, – it's so poorly put together and poorly structured mm. that it could have even been a better movie even with all the problems it had with the script and the actors mm. if it just been, like, better edited. It was weird. Mm. I got annoyed. Yeah, me too. Because I wanted to be interested and I wanted to care. Like I wanted, especially early on, I was like, oh, this is cool. The big market thing is cool, even though it doesn't make any sense for it to be in a flat open place, but also have like a million levels. Yeah, I like that. That doesn't make any sense. That was cool. And the like the the way the tourists go there, but also there's the whole like living ecosystem and certain different dimensions that you can be. I love that. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And again, it's that world building, which Mm. is great. Um, yeah, I'm a bit sad. Like you, obviously, you're a much bigger Fifth Element fan than I am. Like I've seen, I love that movie. I've seen the Fifth Element probably half a dozen times, and I still like every time I watch it. I feel like I haven't seen it before because I just I forget large swathes of it, and I just I rem- I have a vibe of the film rather than like an actual connection to it. So well, I don't. He is a sort of vibey filmmaker, I suppose. Yeah. Um. But so, I saw that movie when I was like, when did it come out? Ninety seven. Some a long time ago. I was. Like, I saw it when it mm. came out. Yeah. I was in Australia, and I remember Claire calling it The Fifth Elephant, which especially <laughs> is funny because that then became the title of a of a Terry Pratchett book later. Yeah, 1997. So, or it's 20, that, it's 20 oh, years no. old, which I think I knew because it was a screening recent. There's yeah. screenings for the So, yeah, I saw that when it came out. So, like, I, I don't love that the way you love it. So, you were 12. much more excited about this than I was excited about this. So, yeah, I think I, w- I wasn't really disappointed because I wasn't excited the way you – but – that said, like, it could have been so much. It was so ambitious. Yeah. I know. And it just didn't, but it didn't hit even... any of the – like, it had all these ambitions for greatness and it just didn't hit that. It wasn't so even much... ambitious in the way that Jupiter ascended. No, but, and it, well, no, because it was ambitious in its world building. It wasn't ambitious in its – in the actual movie that they made. Like, yeah. the, and this is one of those things where are you, like, I'm sad that so many mm. good 
visual effects people and motion capture people. And I, it looks like in the credits that they invented a new type of motion capture mm. to do this film. And like that, it just makes me sad that so much good work has gone into this world and the film that they actually made from it and all that detail and, and you know that there's all this beautiful detail in the yeah. background of everything. It's just like it's wasted on a film that is not up to the ambition of of its world. Yeah, yeah. And it a lot of that is to do with the focus on the leads and the romantic stuff and things. Oh, which God, doesn't work. which is awful. Um, but no, I, I do really love The Fifth Element. Because, but like when you were, when I was 12, we'd never seen anything like the fifth element, you know, and it's so colorful and it's so crazy. And it's like, it's, it's much more, I think, gritty. There were sort of elements of that in this, but that kind of mix of like the everyday kind of regular Joe grittiness with Mm. like the crazy aspects really works well. That's, yeah, that is Um, much better in the fifth element. And she's so, um, Mila Jovovich is so great in that movie. Yeah. Like, and she's just kicking everybody's yeah. butt. And, 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 and she's also like another model who was just hired to do this movie, yeah. but she's amazing. And, but she managed to, manages to, like, this is kind of a cliche now, I suppose, but she manages to blend, like, this superhumanly strong yeah. woman with vulnerability so much more easily. Yeah. She, well, she has that sort of etherealness about her. Yeah. And um, so the, the love story there just feels a lot more natural. They have Cara Delevingne. They've kind of shoehorned her into a like an Emma Watson type role, like they've just they put her in the role that's not really necessarily best suited to her talents. No, it's I don't know what it is. I don't know that that role is it's, not. It's it changes right for her so much, either. so it yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense. No, like Laureline, who Laureline is at the beginning, it, she seems to be more like a kind of sexy Scully, where mm. she likes wearing bikinis and but she's like also, you know, more serious and less eager to jump off things and eager to you know she's more of a planner and things you know what i mean like he's the rebel he's the rogue he's the one well, who i mean sort of but jumps then... into situations but then it changes that really quickly like because it's in the dialogue in the first scene she's like he goes oh i'm so great and she's like yeah and you go in and the suicidal and all this stuff and then she's like we need to read through the memo and yeah all that right sort of but that's thing. not how she behaves like almost no. as soon as we see her get into the driver's seat she's like starts to be um impulsive and like um, yeah and then yeah. they change that again and then they go back again and you're like which person is this who is she as a person yeah. the, none of these things make sense together so i re- want to rewatch the fifth element at the oh, moment it, it's, it's so like even now just thinking about it in comparison it's a masterpiece compared yeah, to this. i just always liked it i think it's great it's so you I, know, i'm not it's not that i disliked it i've seriously seen it a bunch of times yeah but and it, in, in comparison to this, it is a masterpiece. And it's also got a collection of like it's it's a collection of good scenes. The overall story doesn't really matter as much. It's like a mm. big space whatever threatening Earth, and we have to find the fifth element, and they have to all all the elements have to work together to save the Earth. But that doesn't matter so much though. Like no, because it's, it's a, got compelling characters, right? But also like a bunch of great just moments and scenes, mm. like that opera scene. Where there's the woman singing, and then you've got that like intercut with Mirjovic fighting a bunch of people, mm. and then you've got like um you know just Gary Oldman hamming it up. Or at the beginning when he saves when Lilu runs out of the place where she was created, and then Corbin Dallas, who's um, Bruce Willis, yeah, saves yeah. her in the t- flying taxi, and they yeah, go yeah. through all the levels and stuff. That then Star Wars ripped off. Mm. Like. That was great. That stuff is really cool. Yeah. Um, Lilu Dallas Multipass is like 
highly quotable. Yeah, yeah. They sleep in little like pods that are like Japan. And then you've got like, I think it would have been really great if somebody else had been casted for Ruby Rod because Chris Tucker is so naturally annoying. Yeah. Um, and I like the character because it's like gender bending and stuff. Mm. But you've got, you know, all these like funny lines and things. It was clearly, it has to have been written by somebody else. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't look that up. But because yes, it, it must, it's, must be. It's so much more quotable. Oh, God. And more yeah. and exciting. This is just and, so not quotable. Right. Um, mm. it, it's just a lot. And I, I distinctly remember, because I love all this stuff where you've got like a regular person in an environment that's not regular. Yeah, and that was this was missing a bit of that. It was missing yeah. like your audience surrogate. Yes, because Bruce Willis's character in that he's got this crappy little apartment yeah. and this job, and they take his his he's taxi license away su- from him. Substitute. He's got this bed that's in a wall, and he has to slam the wall to get yep. it down. And then they do a whole action sequence in there where they hide mm-hmm. in these things that he has to like get out of his like in, into his tiny apartment. Yeah, um, he has to knock the bed down and then the fridge and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah They yeah. hide in all these places that he has to pull apart. But it gives us an anchor point as an audience. It gives us an anchor point, but it also one of the things. I love so much about it is that it gives us a sense of what it's what living in that world is like yeah yeah for an everyday average person what living yeah. in the future or space or whatever is like and yeah. that's so unusual and lacking yeah and, and then when you especially lacking in this film when they wander around saying we work for the government you have to do this yeah You're just like really and then when you juxtapose that with um Lilu's kind of otherworldly etherealness mm. it works really well yes this doesn't – and then also Ruby Rod being, like, a celebrity and expecting everything. And, yeah, yeah. And you get and the it, three of them together. It's a really interesting, yeah. weird mix. And you don't have this here. In fact, the people you've anchored onto are the Pearl because they're the first people you see. And yes, you get to have exactly. a whole day with them having a normal morning and playing with their pets. And, and like, you're like, oh, here's our good guys again every time yeah. they show up. That's So you correct. never have a question about that. You're just like, oh, good, our heroes are here. Yeah, so, but there's no, like, average Joe human person. I, even if we'd seen, like – lieutenant what's his name at home you know that could have you could have done that with one of the, one of the like army stuff you i know, don't know it wouldn't just, have i don't think it would have ever worked you just have to make in this case you basically just have to make laureline and valerian more relatable which they didn't do yeah, either. no because no. they're lounging around what home was lounging around on a fake beach yeah so it doesn't really work at all no anyway yep. there's, this, there's that shot of them when the the pearl mule um <laughs> recreate their home uh. Which was, by the way, really bad. Like, I took a moment because they said they were going to, re- they have the power to recreate their home. Yeah, yeah. And then they start doing it. And I'm like, you're going to make a whole planet in the middle of this city? Like, everybody's going to die. And then I was like, oh, you just mean in this space. Yeah. Because I didn't figure that out. Uh, I thought they were going to make it like Planet Bob um, in Titan AE, where like they have, because they have a little ship like this yeah, one. Yeah. And then it just expands and makes their whole planet. Yeah. So for some reason, I was conceptualizing right, that. Right, right. Instead of, them going actually back to their planet and no but they're not going they're, they're, they can't it's destroyed completely so where are they making the new planet then on that ship that's their whole planet now oh right okay yeah exactly that's confusing right yeah <laughs> i thought they were going to make a whole planet in the middle of this poor city <laughs> i'm just like no you can't do that anyway it's also confusing you just it's so hard to follow titan ae is also a better movie mm. i like that movie it's a good movie just Whedon wrote that <laughs> There are other better movies than this. Oh, oh yeah, there are lots. Oh of my them. god! When he calls it Bob at the end of the movie, how about Earth Two? Fine, you don't have to live on Bob. I like that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, shall we wrap up? Yes. Um. What are you giving it? Mm, one and a half stars. Mm, I might give it two. Um. Which is 
probably more than it deserves, but it's getting some for its visuals and some of its fun action scenes. I just, yeah, I think it lost a lot of the um, goodwill it had at the beginning by the end of the movie for me. Mm. A bit like it's um, it's sort of inception really. Like six months ago everyone was like, oh, my God, Valerian. Yeah. And then like it's just sort of over the time as we've learned more about the movie, we've just gone, oh. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh. Because it did seem like, like it would be quite Jupiter ascending Yeah. Like, you know, they aren't the best actors but – that doesn't really matter if you get like a really cheesy kind of fun movie around. Yeah, them. exactly. It wouldn't. I don't think it would have been such a problem if it if everything else hadn't conspired together to make it bad as well. Yeah. So yeah, could have been fun. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to find the show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Valerian, it is on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we are at screen underscore queens at, on Twitter, uh, facebook.com forward slash silver screen queens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.